Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Net Worth Podcast, where we talk all things WTA and handicap the WTA. I'm Noops, and joining me always, bright and early, I think it's about 7 o'clock his time, but he got up early with his kitties this morning. How's it going, Spread? Doing great. How you guys doing? Pretty good. How's Panko, Panko and Dasha doing? Uh, it's bright, Like you said, it's bright and sunshiny here, so I let them outside. They won't be interrupting me while we're recording. Well, that's wonderful. And from up in the uh, cold north, I'm pretty sure he's in the cold north, not down taking a break in Florida, we've got Jorge. How's it going, buddy? Oh, it's going well. Getting uh, getting ready for a, a big hockey game today, as we as we were wont to do up here in Canada. You and, guys like uh, hockey? I think so. I <laughs> no, think that might be our, our thing. Uh, I'm oh. not sure. I haven't really asked around. I'm kind of a shut-in. But uh, it's been raining for three days. Boston sent us their weather because we kicked their ass so much. So, you know, sucks. Well, hopefully things things will clear up and you get to watch some of that hockey that I've heard so much about. But we're not here to talk about that. Let's talk about some ladies' tennis. We had a little bit of break this week. Um, we know the Fed Cup's going on right now. We'll probably pass over that. Too much kind of in the air to talk about. But we did have two clay tournaments the week before. We'll start with the one in Lugano. Polona Hercog beat uh, Iga Swiatek. And what was a pretty fun tournament. It was nice to see a lot of these young women do well. What did you think of Swiatek in Lugano, Jorge? Well, I love, I love watching her play. I think she might be... Uh, the best young player on tour, and I include uh, Canadian Bianca Andreescu in that, um, within the next five or six months. Uh, I think she's probably better than Bianca on clay, even though Bianca is comfortable on that surface as well. Um, and she's out right now, of course, with a, with a tear. We don't even know if she'll be back for the French, which is kind of worrying. But um, I, I love watching this, this kid play. Um, she's going to make some noise at the French Open when people are really paying attention. The problem is, I think she's trying to play international tournaments now. She's building up the right way. Last year, she played a lot of ITFs. I think went 34 and five on the on the dirt, on the ITF tour this year, playing internationals. And I think we'll really see her emerge at the French Open when the casual fans have eyes on her. Uh, she's a teenager. She's got a well-rounded game. That first serve for someone who isn't very tall is very effective. She's got an ace rate, well over five or six percent uh, on the hard courts. I think it was over seven percent. Uh, to start the year this season so she's got a really well-rounded game she can play on all the different surfaces I, you, you got to watch out for this kid what do you think spread what is the uh what's the ceiling look like for Swiatek? is she a possible top 10 top 5 player maybe a multiple grand slam winner definitely but honestly a lot of these women have that potential it's just who's going to rise to it um but she has all the tools and and she's ready to go so it'll be interesting to see like Jorge said, as she transfers, uh, you know, into these international tournaments and she goes against this higher level of competition, this is, you know, kind of where you get weeded out because there's so many talented uh, young women. Let's find out who's actually able to compete on this level, um, see who's mentally strong enough. But definitely she has the tools and uh, I'll be keeping an uh, eye out for her. And I think that we should have a chance to be getting her at favorable odds here for the next two or three months. Yeah, and I think that's what... Uh, separates and puts Bianca a bit ahead of her right now is exactly that. You know, Bianca came out, went to the final in Auckland, won Indian Wells, kind of really burst onto the scene uh, and made herself known at the high level and pr proved she can win and beat the top players. And that's still what Iga has to has to do. So spreads right on that on that front. I think um, you know we've got to wait a few months uh, to see her develop into the best young player in the world. But I do think she'll get there. I really do. So it's Iga, not Iga. Mm -hmm. All right, I got to work on that. I'll try to remember that. Iga Sviatek. Wow. Is that why we should just have you pronounce all the names? I'm going to give you a list <laughs> and you just do them all. 
Um, not too much else in Lugano for me to talk about. Of course, you know, throw a little dap to Polona Hercog. She loves the clay and had a pretty solid week, beat some good players. CSN in the first round. Um, Kuder Matova in the third round. Um, Kuder Matova, 6-4, 6-1. That's pretty impressive. And then, you know, survives three sets in the final with Swiatek. Um Anything else you guys want to mention in Lugano? Anybody else that stuck out positively or negatively? Well, negatively, remember Jorge and I were kind of debating about Benchik on clay, and that was a very disappointing performance. She lost a qualifier, Antonio Lautner, um, and really didn't look um, close the whole time, no consistency. So um, as this debate goes on as far as Benchich's clay, so far it's round one to Jorge because she didn't look very good. Yeah, and you know what? The funny part about that was is I, I talked it up, and I said that spread could look really intriguing. I just don't know about Lautner's endurance, and I didn't pull the trigger. She won as like a plus 480 dog, and I'm yep. sitting here like, you know, there's possibly uh, people out there saying, oh, man, thanks, Jorge, just got a plus 480 dog, and I'm sitting here like, yeah, I didn't. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, but the funny part is she went to the semifinals with her good friend uh, Victoria Kuzmova um, on uh, at Lugano that week, too. So I don't even know if it was – I don't know if it was a matter of uh, – talent i i wonder if motivation was a factor there and that's something you've always got to watch for with top seeds at international tournaments if you're only going to get plus 150 for the top seed at an international level tournament you really have to be sure they have either points to defend or you know perhaps it's ahead of a grand slam as we near the french open is she on the brink of losing you know a top a, a, a seed was that coming into play and of course being at number 20 it wasn't so if you're going to bet a favorite, I would I would say this is like a nugget for our listen our listeners out there. Uh, go nuggets too, by the way. But um, <laughs> I would also say make sure there's motivation. If you do like a player, perhaps on their surface, but you're paying plus 250 or plus 300 uh, at an international event, you have to make sure that you know they're maybe 33rd in the world playing for into the top 32 to get a seat at the French or uh, they have points to defend there. You have to have another reason because a lot of those players just no-show or they're getting paid to be there um, like Zverev down in Marrakesh was or it's their home country and they're just they're enjoying themselves. They're at home. They're not really there to win the tournament. Um, they're just doing you know a favor to the Swiss Tennis Association. There's a lot of different reasons why top players play smaller tournaments and you've got to make sure they're zoned in and they have motivation to be there if you're going to bet them at all. Yeah, that was a great breakdown. I, I remember we talked about that plus one fifty price. That was just preposterous. I mean, that's like a that's like a Federer at like Wimbledon price. It's, <laughs> it's you're getting close to Rafa at the French Open. Yeah. Like that's, and you know we have really no past performances on clay to indicate that Benjic is going to be a real force on the surface. So good call out spread. That was really disappointing to see her lose the first round to a, to a qualifier. Um, you know, someone you think she should be much better than, but um, motivation is always a big factor. All right, anything else from Lugano, guys? Nope, let's move on. All right, in South America, we had another tournament in Bogota. The American, Amanda Anasimova. I think that's her first WTA level mm -hmm. title win, possibly. I'm going to go check on that. But, um, you know, had a fun three-set match with Astra Sharma, who I have no idea how she made it that far. Jorge, do you have any idea how Astra Sharma made it all the way to the finals? Yeah, huge serve in high altitude, thin air. Um, this is a girl, I believe, that didn't even start playing tennis until... Uh, within the last decade um, and all you know was so good when she started she started uh, she made the team at Wake Forest which is a good tennis school 
uh, in the NCAA, and, and now she's really burst out, and she's going to be in the main draw of Roland Garros. The entry list is out. She's made the cutoff, so she's going to be in the main draw at Roland Garros, which will be fun. I'm not sure how those conditions will suit her. This was, again, Bogota in that high altitude favors you know high endurance or, or, or the big servers uh, that's why you saw Haddad Maya do so well that's why you saw Sharma do well and Isimova did well that thin air it's it's almost keto um which on the men's side has been renowned for you know Victor Estrella Burgos would always outlast his opponents in that thin air uh that's why Ara Barena does well generally in Bogota as well and she did fairly well again uh, that week but you know she's still I think Sharma's even newer than Anisimova. um on the whole to the sport and so that third set you saw that kind of dip to, to, to lose at 6-1 but definitely want to keep an eye on uh, one of the one of my good uh, good follows on tennis twitter uh, King Kyrios uh, King with a one it was a huge Sharma fan we were talking in a DM group about and he was serious he said I think this is going to be the week she breaks out she's got all the tools it's not the strongest field after all the withdrawals uh, and in that altitude the serve can play and I think she went to the dubs final or won it and she went to the singles final so she had a massive massive week uh, and it was really good to see for the Aussie it really was you know again we spent a lot of time talking about the second place finishers so far this week huh? so give me something on Anna Samova's spread what did you see from her that week and are you excited about her on clay well we talk about fulfilling potential and um, you know fantastic performance she really lived up to the billing of it and you know, talking about motivation for the tournaments as a younger player, she's definitely probably going to be motivated for most of the tournaments she enters. She doesn't really have a reason to enter a lot of them. Um, she's not getting those huge appearance fees yet. So, um, yeah, fantastic performance. We know she has the big serve and the ground strokes, and it just uh, it all came together get t together for her this week. Um, but definitely bodes well for her as we're projecting into these um, premieres mandatories and then the, the French Open because if she can make a, a splash here on clay it could be really big for the American scene absolutely she's a, a lot of fun to watch I know she's got a great following anything else we want to touch on good or bad in Bogota I was thinking about asking you guys about Haddad Maya I was surprised to see you know how many nice wins that she had I, I don't have a lot of clay success in her past when I go through some of the matches and some of my numbers so I was Maybe interested to hear what you guys had to say about her and if we should continue to see her be successful on, on the dirt. I was kind of chalking that up to, to the home court as she's close, you know, um, used to that time zone and everything. Um, Siegman, boy, I was disappointed in her. I thought, you know, she might have, might be her time to break out. So that was a, a good win over Siegman. She just, uh, you know, she was more consistent than Siegman, which is, which is impressive. But, yeah, I was kind of chalking it up to her being at home and being comfortable with the time. Yeah, I think the serve plays well in the altitude. <clears throat> I think South Americans tend to support other South Americans other than, like, RGs and Brazilians who can't stand each other. Um, I think that South American factor played a role. Um, and she was still pushed by Siegman in that second set before Siegman completely unraveled. I, I, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't expect the success to continue. I would love for the books to disagree with me because I will punish them for it, um, as I tend to do. But, yeah, I don't think she's going to be successful. I think this is a, more of a one-off. And I think, I think unfortunately, the odds makers know that. <clears throat> but if they don't, and in her next tournament, they, they price her at evens against a, a pretty good clay player in Europe and against a European on slower in slower conditions, oh, baby, give me a max bet, like, max bet season. 
Right, if she gets Siegman again in another European tournament, there is a chance the books are going to go, oh, well, she beat her in two sets a couple weeks ago. Let's line this pretty close to even, and we'll absolutely 100%. that. 100%. All right, anything else from Bogota? Before no, we let's get going. Week? Well, let me let me real quick just talk about the other disappointing number one seed. Jelena Ostapenko <laughs> Oh, come on, I was trying to let you get away without having to talk about this. No, I'm so disappointed. We have to bring oh, it up. We can't let just let this slide by right, and let fine. her think that this is acceptable. You're so, good. She you're lost the lucky loser, Christy on. It was, it, I watched it. It was just like getting punched in the gut over and over again. So very disappointed. And she didn't do well in Fed Cup this week, which she usually does well in. So I really don't know what to make of her going forward, but not really too excited about her chances after, if you remember a couple weeks ago, I was. Excited, so hopefully she does something. You to mean around. Christy on and Andrea Petkovic aren't future Grand Slam winners? <laughs> well, we'll find out. But right now, my money. Oh no, I think good. I think we found out a while ago with those two. They're like twenty six <laughs> and twenty nine. They're not. Yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's very good of you, Ore, to stand up and uh, you know give her some shame. I was going to try to let you get off on that, but um, good on you. So let's dive into next week. We've got a tournament in Istanbul. Last year, Pauline Parmentier beat Polona Hercog. The year before, uh, Queen Alina Svitolina beat Elise Mertens. And the year before that, I'm not even going to try to pronounce these. I don't know if, Jorge, you can pull this up on, on Wikipedia, but it is a name of a woman <laughs> from, I think that's the flag of maybe Tunis or Turkey, and there's a lot of interesting notations above and below letters. And she beat Danka Kavinovich. Oh, Kyla Buyukashai, yeah. Yeah. The Turkish, she's Turkish. That's that's probably the only thing she's ever done, yeah. That's a Turkish flag. That's that's one heck of a name. I can only imagine having to write that every day in school. So, you know, not a lot of, some big names there actually. It looks like 2017, that was a pretty great final. But in total, it ended up being a smaller tournament. But when I was looking through the field, there was a lot of names I really liked here. I think we're going to get to see some fun younger players and, um, some interesting stuff. So let's start with the top half. You know, again, it's a smaller field, so we won't go quarter by quarter here. We've got the number one seed, Carlos Suarez Navarro. Um, you know, I'm not really excited to do too much of anything there. You know, we've got Siniakova here in this top half. Um, what do you see here, Spread? Do you like anybody in the top half? Well, this might be another one of our um, disappointing number one seeds in the smaller tournaments. Um, I always pronounce her now. Era Barena. Yeah, Ottawa Barena. Well, I can't even do the the, the R's, but yeah, Ara Barena. Ara Barena, I think, is in better form right now. Remember, I've been kind of touting CSA, and she's been disappointing. And we talked a little in our prep about how she's just been not playing too well this year. Obviously, this is a chance for her to get back on track, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see another number one seed um, exit here. Um, what else do we see in the top half? Kuznetsova, we didn't expect much of her. And she's been playing a little, uh, she's been playing better. She's playing the uh, young player that you mentioned that won a couple of years ago in the first round. And um, obviously one of our favorites, Vondrasova's back. She had the tough first round match against another one of our favorites, Tom Jonovich. And finally, the return of the hard hitting, not watching women's tennis playing, Camilla Georgie is back with a nice first round match against Strakova. So. It's actually kind of a stacked top half, and I think the uh, bottom half's a lot easier. What do you think, Jorge? You see any value up here? Uh, I think there's a few single uh, matches that I like, but as Spread alluded to, Kuznetsova could be really tough, especially because she got her legs under her in Lugano uh, with that wild card. 
And I mean, she hasn't had to use her special ranking a lot either, if if uh, if we notice, which is something to keep an eye on, because she can then use that for the bigger tournaments. Um, she's getting a lot of wild cards into these, uh, probably because she'll she'll drive at least some ticket sales. But that's that's an interesting person to watch. She won a couple of matches and got her legs under, her, and she's taken a week off uh, since Lugano. So that's something that's interesting. Uh, I think that first round match you could see an upset as well at, uh, with Suarez Navarro, but that you wouldn't bet Ara Barrena forty to one to win the whole thing because she'll be most likely a big dog there. She'll be probably what evens or a slight favorite against Peterson. She'd be a dog against Kuznetsova and then a dog probably against like a Sinyakova. So you, you may as well rolling parlay that or just single bet it the whole way through if you really like her. Uh, I think that Georgie Strichkova could be an upset. I love Marketa Vondrasova against Tomjanovic, but I don't think you can bet any of these outrights. I'm with spread. I think these they present a lot of good opportunities depending on pricing uh, for individual bets. But, man, look at some of these matchups. I mean, Kuzmova, Sinyakova. Kuzmova's not bad on the clay for, for a hard quarter. Uh, you know, Tomjanovic, Vondrasova, Suarez Navarro, Arborena. Uh, even Parmenti Rodina might be close just because they both suck. Um, a lot of a lot of tight matches there, and I think uh, I think that's a theme in this kind of in this draw throughout. Yeah, I was super disappointed. There was a lot of names that I, I liked, but you just you look at who they're playing. Like Vondrasova would be great to take Vondrasova in this tournament. She, she's a young player. It's a it's a field she should be able to go through and possibly win. But Tom Yanovich in the first round, Kuznetsova in the second round, right. and Carlos Suarez Navarro in the third round, and she's priced at. Nine to one, she's the tournament favorite. Like what the? What and do, what do you and do she's coming that? from um, the Czech Republic. She just swatted away can, the Canadians in the Fed Cup. Um, so it's it's, it's tough. <clears throat> yeah, the only other name that I looked at, I saw Kuzmova. You know, she's twenty eight to one. But again, first round matchup against Siniakova, and then runs into I actually think probably Stritzova. Um, I was curious that, to hear how excited you were about Georgie. Who, um, spread. It sounds mm-hmm. like Jorge and I are going the other way. But yeah, I don't. It's you keep looking at some of these numbers. It's just kind of a mess here in the top. Well, the um, reason I'm excited about Georgie is she has that red line potential, and when she red lines, she's tough to beat. So I don't know if I'd expect it this week though, because this is her first one back in a little while, right? I don't think she's played since the Aussie. She's played a couple matches, but if memory serves me, she really didn't even show up. Um, let me just pull up her schedule here. Yeah, so she lost to Tatana Maria um, in two sets in Miami. She made it three oh, yeah. sets in Doha with, with Kiki Burton's. Beats Kiki Burton 6-0 in the first set and then loses the match. Um, lost to Benchich on hards at the Fed Cup. Golubic on hards at the Fed Cup. And then Pliskova at, at the Australian Open. So the last five matches. you know, And you see some big names there. I mean, no shame in losing to Kiki Burton's. No shame in losing to Belinda Benchich. But... Absolutely no form to speak of. I mean, losing to Tatiana Maria on hard courts in two sets is that's rough. Did she lose to Golubich the Fed Cup too? I mean, Madison Keys yeah, just did, did that though. So I mean, apparently Golubich is really tough on indoor hards with no serve. Apparently, right? I, uh, <laughs> she crushed Indian Wells. I mean, she had a, a great run there. But yeah, it's I'm kind of with you guys. This top half is kind of a mess. It's there's not really much value here. So let's dive into the bottom. Um, you know, normally I would expect Jorge to be talking all about his Zidancic future, but she's got Martic here in the first round. So is, is this just another outright opportunity ruined this, by a first-round match? No, right? no, it's not just, no, a one, not just good a one good opportunity. This is 
two outright opportunities gone. Petra Martic, uh, also someone I really wanted to bet this tournament outright, just because uh, not only is she great on clay, it's a smaller tournament, a field she can beat, she's in the better half to bet, but she didn't play Fed Cup. Neither of these women played Fed Cup this week either, so they, they, they're probably there and, and, and you know raring to go, getting acclimated in practice sessions to the courts, but uh, it, it, that's what's really disappointing about this draw. I think the the right thing to do might might be to do one of those um, take them both, take them as your two outrights and hope they both go far. The, the only problem with that is I'm looking at you know Zidancic at, at 28 to one, but Martic at 12 to one. I mean, it's kind of tough to to take them both, and then if Martic wins, you've already lost money on the Zidancic future, and you're holding a 12 to one ticket. Right, yeah, six to it's, one. it's annoying that way, but I think I think you have to pass it up. I mean, the, the outrights here, I wouldn't blame people for, for being light on their outrights in Istanbul. It is a really tough field to try and navigate. Yeah, this is a shame at the smaller tournament because we're probably not going to get a chance to get live outrights. I think, you know, since you're north of the border in a country that has real laws and, and real gambling, you might get some, Jorge, but... For the rest of us, we're not going to have any any access to those mid-tournament prices. It would be great to see who wins some of these first-round matchups and, and then start to look at, you know, like the winner of Siniakova Kuzmova. That would be good to know who's going to win that. Maybe even the winner of Strychlova Georgie, you know, the Vondrusova Tamjanovic match. Even that's tough. But um, it's a shame to see Martin and Zidantic put together. Now, do you see anybody at all here, though, on this bottom half? I mean, you know, we spent all this time talking about how the top half is a mess and some of the numbers look rough. There's got to be one good number down here. Me or spread there, yeah. Me, okay. Uh, yeah, I do uh, like one, and the only one I'm going to have any money on is Diana Yastremska uh, at sixteen to one. I think you got to target the lower half. I think um, you know she's she would have to play Mardich or Zidancic potentially in that you know third or that uh, the quarterfinals, but I I think she can beat Mladenovic. Mladenovic is coming from Fed Cup. Uh, and that one's still wrapping up now. Um, I, I I like the fact that I I think she can take Potapova or a qualifier. Potapova's good on the clay as well. Yastremska did really well in a lot of ITFs last year. We don't have a lot of data at the WT Tour level, so it'll be a, a fairly small outright. Um, but I, I don't think I'm going to go anywhere near Buzarnescu. Uh, she just hasn't looked good enough at Fed Cup for my liking, even though I, I have had bets on her at Fed Cup. Um uh, she, she's been a bit disappointing, so I'm going to stay away from from trying to bet her, uh, especially with her number at, at 18 to one. I, I I think I'd actually prefer Yastremska for some reason. Um, so I, I think Yastremska is the one I'll go with at 16 to one, uh, and that'll be small just because it's it is a tough draw. This is a much tougher draw than I expected for Istanbul. Uh, I did not expect to see so many names that I I would I usually like to bet on outright wise either going up against each other or potentially playing in the second round. So uh, it's a light outright week uh, in this tournament for me. Well, thank God we got one because I keep staring at it. I was going to pick Buzarnescu, but you just talked me out of that. How about you, Spread? You got anything in this in this bottom half? Well, I think Jorge makes a good point here. Uh, usually on these internationals, the, there's like a tier. Uh, you know, you have like three or four top quality players and then you have you know itf low-level international players um this is actually pretty pretty good field here for 
um, you know, for a 280 international. So I think it makes it a little tougher. I was going to take your Strimska myself, but um, Jorge beat me to it. Uh, so I'll throw out one and, and basically just get your IDs on it. I'm not sure about it. Is Potapova at 40 to 1 worth a look? If she gets past Jastrzemska, then she's got not a bad path. Yeah, but she's got to get past Jastrzemska. She's still got that Marta Zdancic match. It's not. It's interesting at forty to one. I don't mind it, but I wonder if that's a better take it game by game. You know, she'll be a favorite over the qualifier, but she'll probably be a dog to Jastrzemska. She'll definitely be a dog to Marta Zdancic, I would think. And then you know, if Buzarnesk or even Sakari make it out of the bottom half, you know, the bottom quarter, basically. She's yeah, I think there. that I this is the better combo if you're going to yeah. take two outrights that could potentially square off. I think taking them, you know, the the sixteen to one and the the forty to one is the better option than the Zidancic Martic combo, uh, just value wise. I'm not saying that I think that they would win the head to head matchup in the quarters with because um, all four are in the same quarter, um, but I, I do think that. Uh, Value-wise, uh, they they'll have a very good chance at taking down whoever comes out of the top section of that quarter, um, and they have bigger numbers. Uh, so, I would say that yeah, I think that I, I do I, I do see some value there at Potapova, but she's got a tough tough road. She's coming from I believe they're in Russia right now. They're she's on court right now playing dubs, um, yeah. but she did win. She, she won at home on the clay. I believe she beat Danilovich. Um, for her her first WTA title, so she's got a track record um, that she she can go a full week. I just I don't know if the travel and quality of competition will 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 hinder her, but uh, the number looks nice. Certainly better than you know betting Ladenovich at eighteen to one, which to me is bonkers. Uh, but that's definitely a decent spot there. Um, you know, can't go wrong when she's forty to one and Evgenia Rodina is fifty to one. I mean, you put it in perspective. Yeah, it, it does jump out. It just I mean, jumps out, yeah. Uh, relative to a lot of other numbers here, so it's definitely one of the better numbers. Uh, I just you still have to get it through the field, right? I mean, you can hit a great number, but it's it's only a moral victory uh, unless she can she can actually navigate it. I was just looking at the women that were priced better than her. Yeah. I like her chances better than Peterson, Kirstea, Begu, Gasparian, Kuzma, Ladenovic, Sakari and Mladenovic so I mean it just that's why I jumped out you know I mean I'm getting a bigger price for you know I think that she should be around yeah so do I she's got a she had a title to end the season last year I believe on Claire or towards I mean yeah that the one that's already moved to Latvia oh yeah that'll be good for my my hero So one of the things that I noticed while you were talking there, Jorge, you mentioned the Mladenovic and, and Yastremska outright prices, and they're really close. Yastremska is sixteen to one, Mladenovic is eighteen to one. So does that mean that match is going to be lined pretty evenly? You know, we don't have any first round prices yet, but if you're looking at the outright market, would that imply that you know we're probably looking at Yastremska? I don't know, minus one fifty, one seventy. I would say. Ish. I mean, yeah, I would say even tighter. Not deeper than not I would say, even closer yeah, to that maybe. Tighter. Right. And yes. So we're just going to Especially with, with Mladenovic coming right? from Fed yes. Cup. And the thing is, these are money markets, right? So we have to also take into account that there could be money coming in on one uh, on Stremska that's pushed her price or, or Mladenovic that's pushed her their prices close. But remember, this these prices were not up when I went to bed around midnight Eastern time last night. So unless these opened up and someone hammered Mladenovic to bring her price down, 
Uh, these are bet three six five set prices, which implies absolutely they should be lined at you know minus one thirty, minus one forty uh, for your Stremska once the first round prices come out in Istanbul. And if that's the case, then absolutely um, she has to be a play against Mladenovic. I think that's going to be a great opportunity. You know, again, we don't have any first-round prices. Like you said, the market's pretty, pretty fresh right now. Um, so let's go through a couple. I'm just going to pick a few. Well, real quick on Ladenovic, do you think yeah. that she's getting priced better because of the Sasha buy-in factor? Possibly. I don't know if the, the market takes coaching that seriously. I know that's one of the things that we talk about a lot, and we find I need to really start important. taking it more seriously because it's cost me some money so far this year. Absolutely. Anybody that's, that's had any big Osaka bets is is feeling that and i mean you know your favorite penko hasn't been the same since she broke up with whatever coaches it's it does seem to have a huge impact yeah i mean um one of the northern strums guy had these up and i i didn't mention earlier the 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 three tournaments she did really well at last year uh kang sur mer in france a 100k itf she had to qualify played three qualifiers then won four regular um main draw matches and then lost to peterson in the final after a super long week, that's 100k ITF. That's basically a, a challenger equivalent for the men. Then she went to Rome, played a 60k ITF, beat Potapova 6-1, 6-love in the final. Um, and then Budapest, she lost in the semis to Alexandrova. That's another 100k. So she played right below tour level and had a lot of success in um, May through July on clay last year. So that's one thing to note. Uh, with Mladenovic, on the coaching side of things, I, I mean, obviously this isn't really applicable because they have their fed cup captains with them but Halep crushed her on clay yesterday which you'd expect but she beat her 6-3-6-1 now I know that is you know your fed cup captain is your coach there but Mladenovic has probably been working with Sasha at least leading into this so the mental kind of aspect that everyone thinks is the important part of what he's going to build for her um, clearly still isn't there yet Right, so even if Sasha is with her and on court coaching her, you, you don't build up a strong mental player in, in two weeks. So I'm not sure it's it's applicable yet. I would say that maybe in August when we get to hard court season, perhaps we should start taking her more seriously. Uh, but as of now, no, I don't think uh, the the Sasha Bayin is 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 a factor uh, right now, or at least this week in Istanbul when we're looking at placing bets against her. All right. Yeah, I think you're right. Any any relationship with a new coach is, is going to be pretty fresh at this point. And it, even then, you know, the, the level of talent, it's that, that's a goofy price. Um, so flipping through, we don't have any prices here for the first round. Just curious to see what you guys w- would line some of these matches, though. The first one I'm looking at is, is Vondrusova, Tom Lianovich. Um What do you think you'd have that lined uh, I What would I have it lined at versus what the books are going to have it lined at? This is likely going to be a play for me. Yeah. I'd have Vondrusova on clay. Um, you know, with her ability to play both wings, cross court and down the line so effectively with the spin she can use um, and with the way she's in form right now, getting some clay experience in the Czech Republic in Fed Cup, even though she's not playing the best players. Yeah, I would have her at probably minus 180 to minus 200. I have her as a huge favorite in this one. Yeah, I think I would too. I don't I don't know if I'd go that aggressive, but I think she's clearly the better player here. You know, looking at, at some numbers, um, you know, not a ton of clay matches last year for either player, but you know, I'm looking at a hold break for Tom Lianovich around 101, 108 
for Vondrasova. If I go to some of the lower levels, I mean, Vondrasova was 16-1, and one, I think, the last two years mm-hmm. at, in clay matches below the WTA level. You know, average games of plus six. Um, it's insane. Um, you know, Tom Lianovich just has some nice stuff in here. What do you think, Spread? I know you like Tom Lianovich quite a bit. Are, are we too, um, too excited to, to be on Vondrasova here? Would you have this lined a little closer to even? Yeah, I think it's going to come out a little closer than so do I. I think you guys are going to be able to hit your spot here. Um, so I. I think I think it'll be if I were to try and use the decimal odds that Jorge prefers. I think it'll be so. Yeah, that's minus like one twenty-five to minus one forty. That that that's what I'm I'm thinking as well. I'm hoping yeah. I'm hoping for. Yeah, I, I think that'll I, be I think a great spot. All right, let's see what else we got here. You know, a couple more good ones. We had Parmentier, Rodina. I know you guys are going to be very excited about that, but I'll pass <laughs> over that. Uh, Kuzmova, Siniakova. Um, I think this is another spot where I'm going to get a chance to bet on the person I want to bet. Um, what do you think, Spread? Who's the favorite in, in Siniakova, Kuzmova, and by how much? Hmm. I know that I'm going to take Kuzmova, but... Uh... Probably the same. It'd probably be like 1.8, 1.9 for Sinyakova. I think she I will be a favorite. Too, I can't see her being a favorite too heavily. Yeah. She's been playing horribly this year. I, I, I'm thinking the same thing as spread. I'm, I, I'm ahead, hesitantly right. saying um, try to predict what the, what the books are going to do is, is tough because I've found a lot of these smaller tournaments that I have, you know, this morning I had Martina Di Giuseppe written out as like a minus 115 favorite. She was a plus 188 dog. So I hit her for a unit and a half and she won, right? So there's going to be a discrepancy here. What would I line her at? I would have to say I'd have, right now I'd have Kuzmova a minus 120 favorite. I don't think we're going to see that. I think we're going to see Sinyakova maybe as the favorite, um, despite not having played clay yet. She didn't play Fed Cup this week. Uh, she's had a terrible season to start. I just can't see um, them lining Kuzmova on clay as a favorite against her. I actually wanted to, I, I was, I had circled her outright at first. Um, and then, you know, the form and the lack of clay this season pushed me off of it right away. Uh, I just like the fact that she wasn't playing Fed Cup and has previous success on clay. But even the last two years, 20 and 14, not a great record. It was really 2016 where she kind of established herself on the dirt. Uh, 19 and 7 but hasn't done it for us uh, in the last little while so I, I'm going to pass probably on that match overall unless I get you know Kuzmova like plus 125 plus 130 then I'll be in it but even if I find the line off by 15 to 20 cents which is usually enough for me to make a play uh, you'd know, I just don't know if Sinyakova maybe has taken a lot of time to, to heal up a potential injury or whatever happened since Miami that if she's healthy and, and raring to go and, and back in form I'll probably pass it and watch it and just see how she looks. Yeah, that'll be a fascinating match. It'll be a good one to watch. I, I think you're right. I'll be curious to see if Sinyakova can ever, you know, achieve what, what everyone seems to think she's capable of achieving. Um, the last first round match I wanted to touch on, you know, we've got Camilla Georgie and, and Stritzova. Um, you know, we talked about Georgie's past play here you know she's obviously struggled the last month or so Stritzova has too I'm looking at her she made the quarterfinals in Doha and then lost in the first round in Dubai to Suarez Navarro one and three um, she got a win in the first round of Indian Wells but then lost to Halep two and four lost to Vondrasova in Miami three and two and, and really hasn't played much tennis but I imagine she'll be the underdog here I mean 
the line is, is probably got to be something in the range of, of Georgie minus 200-ish. I, I don't know. That feels a little aggressive, but I think that's very aggressive. The name and the ranking um, alone, it's probably in that neighborhood. But you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this kind of confidently, and I could end up looking like a real moron when those when the line comes out. Um, but Camilla Georgie will be a, a pretty big favorite. Uh, and I will be betting Barbara Strichkova almost assuredly if she is a, uh, almost any kind of dog, even plus 115, I think there's going to be value there. Um, but if she's where I, where you think she'll be around, what, plus 140, plus 150, uh, then th- that that's a bet for me. I mean, to, to think that I could, I, could, I could pick up a unit and a half profit on a singular unit bet... Uh, to fade Georgie, who's erratic, and play with a, a confident player with a lot of different uh, tools in her toolbox. Uh, I'll definitely be taking Streetch over there. Uh, yeah, I agree. If, if she's a dog of, of any kind, and I think, again, I'm going to get a chance to get her at like plus 150 or plus 140. I mean, we'll, we'll see what the pricing ends up being. Um, but that's going to be a great opportunity. What do you think, Spread? Nope, I will not be joining you. Um, Georgie's red line potential is just too high. And um, just from what I've kind of seen on social media, I think Stritzkova has retirement on her mind. I don't know. Once you start thinking about it, you know, it's rough. So I'm just kind of worried about her. I think she's kind of playing this year out. I don't know if she's 100% into it anymore. I think that, you know, she's kind of seen this at the end of her career. So I'm a little worried about backing her. I don't know if I will take Georgie, especially I'm not going to – it would have to be very – like Corey said, very close to even. Minus 120 would be like my cutoff point. Um, so I'll probably stay away, but I probably – even if it got to like plus 150, I don't think I would take Strips of that. Hmm, that's interesting. That's something to keep track of. Maybe I'll go for a little bit smaller. I, I don't know. What do you think about her motivation, Jorge? That was interesting. I I'm not too concerned about it about yet. It. Uh, beginning of clay season uh, – Maybe after two or three consecutive tournaments of losing the first round, I might be a little concerned. But I'm not. I'm not looking at it right now as as a huge skeptical play. And this is not going to be a max play just because, or or a multi-unit play just because of Georgie's ability to redline. It would be a a singular unit value play where I think the the, the it's simply mispriced. So I'm more than willing to 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 lay that risk to potentially, you know, pick up a unit. Point four a unit and a half uh, profit on on that bet, uh, where you're just taking a steadier player with a lot of tools at their disposal um, against just you know the harder hitter. Yeah, that'll be an interesting match. I, th- I think we'll definitely have a chance to get our dog. And, and you're right, it's we'll not jump in too too deep. All right, um, I think that's about all I had for Istanbul. You, uh, you guys ready to jump into Stuttgart? I just got to ask Jorge. So, two of our favorites are facing no. up here. Will you be taking the dance at no. Martich? She just hasn't looked I mean, good I... enough this year. She's holding serve really well on the clay, but her returning is, has almost completely disappeared relative to last year. So, um, I, I'm, I'm either going to be on Martich there or I'm going to pass. I'm, I'm actually probably going to be on Martich, which stuns even me to hear me say that. <laughs> Yeah, things can turn around pretty quickly here. You know, it's, it's a couple tournaments, and your form can just evaporate. And also with, uh, I think, Cindy Kovar and Georgie are two, you know, that we turn around. Remember, we were talking about Madison Key's bad form going into Charlotte, and then, you know, 
she looks fantastic. Uh, I think Siniakova and Georgie have a, a chance to do the same thing here in this tournament. All right. Well, a little piece of little trivia question for you both. What is the Stuttgart. oldest women's indoor tournament in Europe? Stuttgart. Correct. <laughs> Very good, Jorge. Way, way to get the lead there. Yeah, it looks like it's, it was started in 1978 in uh, a little town or a, a suburb of Stuttgart called Fiddlerstad and moved to Stuttgart proper in 2006. I'm kind of disappointed that the oldest women's indoor tournament in Europe has only been held since 1978, but... Um, it is a premier event, so we see a lot of really good names here. Last year, Karolina Pliskova beat Coco Vandeweghe. Laura Siegmund beat Kristina Mladenovic. We had Kerber beat Siegmund. Kerber beat Wozniacki. So back-to-back -back titles for her there in 2015 mm -hmm. and 2016. Sheriff it's her Coco favorite tournament. Three in a row from 2012 to 2014. So, yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. I know she's not going to be here, unfortunately, but we still have a pretty loaded field. Um, you know, it is a premier event, and it is. Um, only a field of 32, however, so you know whenever you have that few spaces, that they end up leading to some pretty great matches here. So let's dive right into the top half. Where you know, actually, I'm going to go first this time because I know you guys are excited and um, just really ready for me to talk about Annette Contivate <laughs> and how excited I am to take money on her outright. Um, it's finally clay season, men. She's not playing on hard courts anymore. I'm ready. You know, the, my numbers finally line up with all the wonderful things you guys and Vinny and everybody else tells me all the time about Contivate. I will no longer be fading her. And in, in fact, at 28 to 1, um, you know, she's got Caroline Garcia there in the first round. Um, so, wait, we have a pod where you're betting on Contivite and, yep. and what's, uh, Jorge's what's, going against the Danzig. This what's is, next? Uh, Noobs, yep. he's going to be all over that. Watch. Month. What's going on here? Twilight Zone. <laughs> Fabio Fanini is yeah. winning Masters 1000. No, I, I He's betting I on better than that. Contivate. I'm betting against the dancing. Yep. <laughs> Love what it. the hell? Love it. Fabio. Fabio. Oh my God. Seven to one. Seven to one over to Dolph. <laughs> I'm going out for lunch every day this week. It's going to be great. Yep. So what do you guys think? Contivate 28 to one. That, that looked like a pretty juicy number. You know, her first match against Garcia could be tough, but... I think she'd have no problem with the winner of Gorgeous, Pavla Yuchenkova. Um, then she gets Karolina Pliskova, who, for whatever reason, I love to always go against. And maybe she'll have Garbina Muguruza. Maybe somehow Pliskova's bye will win that match. Who knows? Anything's possible. Um, so what do you think, Jorge, of the top um, half? Or Elise Kerber, I don't, ruin I my think time? This, remember, this plays quicker. This is an indoor. Uh, it plays quicker. So if you can redirect pace or you got the serve, it, 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 it really helps you. So I think, you know, the top three – or the, the – three of the top four seeds with the serves that have buys are actually worth taking a look at because they play one fewer match um my i'm gonna save uh, my favorite outright in the bottom half i think in the top half um yeah i i don't hate contivate just because look at her road uh, garcia's playing a really taxing match right now against halep i mean those two are playing long games and they've played a f three sets um, that that's a tough tough match for her to then turn around by Tuesday or Wednesday and then play another elite clay player in the first round though she has looked a lot better this week I'll give her that at Fed Cup although I think I said that a few months back too uh, as a reason to bet her going forward and then it didn't turn it around for her so I like that uh, Pavlyuchenkova playing Fed Cup Gerg is completely out of form dropped a set to Marcin Kavika or whatever uh, 26 year old Latvian uh, dropped a set in Fed Cup to her as like a minus 1,000 favorite. She's still out of whack. Um, Azarenka's coming all the way from Australia. 
Uh, who knows what Muguruza's motivation is? So I think you could you could get her to the quarter um, quarterfinals against Pliskova. How would the price of plus seven hundred to win the quarter look to you? Because that's what Bet three six five has. Uh, yeah, that. I like this that. tournament is big enough for them to spread um, the to win quarter uh, the things. They've got one. everything with the fourth quarter up because I think with Halep still somewhat playing, they they wanted to kind of see how that went. And I think Spread mentioned in our prep that she might have been uh, have an MTO or might be having problems with something. So I think they're leaving that quarter out for now. But yeah, the second quarter, you've got Muguruza and Pliskova plus 250, Azarenka plus 450, which, I mean, if you have Betfair and you could lay that number, I'd layer, I'd, you know, dumb. I'd give odds out of 20 to one. Uh, and, you know, every 20 bucks only make a dollar. Victoria Azarenka is not winning that quarter. There's no way she's coming from Australia and winning that quarter. Not a chance. Um, and then Contivate at plus 700, I think. Well-rested, good clay player, good numbers, decent draw. I think that uh, that might be a bet for you too. All right, Spread. So we've talked about the top half of this draw for maybe about five minutes or so. How disrespected to Naomi Osaka be that we have not even mentioned her? She's the one seed. Um, she's got a buy here, and it's indoors, so her serve should do pretty well. You know, are, are we going to be getting nasty grams from the Osaka fan base? Yeah, but uh, I'm with you guys. I don't. What has she really shown this year? You know, since splitting with Sasha, that um, that would justify the price of what I'm seeing is what I guess 11 to 1 that's not bad but uh, yeah I'm not big on Osaka here I'm gonna go ahead and wait until she shows that she can do it around and, and turn around and do it without Sasha because uh, we haven't seen much so far from Osaka so I'm gonna stay away until she shows she can do it yeah, the yeah. market price it seems like the market may be catching up and kind of agreeing with what we're saying she's 10 she's 10 to yeah. 1 she's the fourth what is this third fourth favorite basically to win the tournament she's the number one player in the world she's a buy like it's she's also very light on her even though it is quicker clay it's still clay so it makes sense to me i think if anything the there value, um, alone, you think. the anyway, price you, sorry, for me with kerber being priced crazy uh high for someone who did well on clay last year but even with her style not necessarily and Vinny mentioned this last year not before last year she wasn't the best on the clay um so take that with a grain of salt uh i'm looking at the for this quarter i'd prefer the to win quarter because they could beat each other up uh, Merton's at plus 600 is a decent is a decent look they've got kyung wong at plus 700 which is madness i guess because she's in the easier half of the quarter the easier eighth the easier section but um it, yeah i think Merton's at plus 600 is a decent look to win the quarter uh, to win outright, uh, you know, I I think twenty eight to one, her and Contivate are the the two go tos in the top half. Um, I I wouldn't take any of the favorites in the top half. In the bottom half, I would. In the yeah, top half, I'm going to I'm going to say Mertens and Contivate would be would be my look. Yeah, I like both of those. I had Mertens circled as well. How about you, Spread? Any any outright picks? You jumping on board with us? Yeah, I'm going to go kind of uh -huh. chalky, and I'm going to go ahead and jump in with Pliskova. She does fairly well, even on the outdoor yeah. clay. I think the indoor clay will favor her even more, um, you know, the quicker clay. She already does pretty well on clay because it gives her more time and kind of negates, like, her lack of movement at times. 
and she hits so big that she, even if the other players are fast and great returners and real defensive, she can still uh, Hold on. get the winners in. So Yeah, I you know what? I think at the, uh, what the scared me off that is Muguruza. I think Muguruza has a really nice warm-up match against Azarenka, and she's going to deal with a hitter, albeit one she should beat because they're more tired, and that scared me off. But I agree with you. I think this is the kind of tournament where a lot of people overlook Pliskova, but she's had runs at Roland Garros before. She's had runs on clay before. She doesn't hate it like most big serving and big hitting players yeah. do. So I would 100% agree there that the caveat is if there is a one of the favorites in the top half, uh, I take the one at 10 to one with a buy. I mean, there's no reason why Garbina Muguruza should be the same price when they'd meet in the second round and Muguruza has to play an extra match. That that to me doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, as a rank of 14 to one, is right behind Pliskova. Again, you have to play Muguruza, and then you have to go head to head with Pliskova. Play an extra match, come from Australia. That to me, that it's mind blowing that Pliskova isn't well ahead of Azarenka and slightly ahead as a favorite of Muguruza. So there's definitely value in that number relative to the people around her in the draw. Yeah, that, that was a great breakdown. Now. Spread said something interesting that kind of sounded nuts to me. The clay negates. Well, it, um, I think it was bad movement. What he means wouldn't is, wouldn't that she, exacerbate that problem? Players can't hit as they move her around. Uh, with the ball being slower, she has more time to get there. Um, you really have to have a hitter that can hit through her and hit through the clay, right? Because if you get like the pushers, if they can't pinpoint and paint lines consistently, she's going to get to a lot of their a lot of their balls. Um, and I think with her serve playing such a role, she's still able to hold relatively easily. So on return, I think she does buy herself a little more time um, to, to track some stuff down. So I, I kind of see what he means in that sense. Yeah, and what I was, and also not just getting to the balls, but I think a lot of times it allows her to get her feet set mm -hmm. and hit through the ball like she wants to rather than just some of the retrieving you'll see on the on the quicker hard courts that she does um so it's almost counterintuitive but for some reason um she seems to do uh, being a big hitter she seems to do better on the slow surfaces that's really interesting i, I kind of like that concept that i'm going to try to watch some of her matches and, and see how that goes that's not normally how i would think about playing on clay but it makes a lot of sense all right let's <laughs> jump into the bottom half here all right spread is ostapenko gonna win <coughs> You know what? I mean, one, man. the only Savasova has not been healthy lately. That's the only reason I would look for Ostapenko here. Obviously, a big rivalry. She'll be up for the match herself. Um, but I'll, I'll be staying away personally. Obviously, I'll be watching and rooting for her. But um, the only reason I would say that she does have the chance is Savasova's health has been very poor as of late, and I don't really know if she's one hundred percent yet. Well, there is a name pretty close to Ossipenko's that I, I just absolutely um, see. I love Petra Kvitova. Who do you like in this bottom half, Jorge? Yes, I love Petra Kvitova. I, I think that the, really? the fact that Stuttgart does, can, can tend to play um, a little quicker is going to help her. She's got to buy. Her section is void of anyone threatening other than Siegmund, who has incredible success here in the past. I understand that. But, man, she's just looked so out of form. Um, that I don't think, I think even if she does you win two matches, which I think she does actually, I think she will win her first and second round. Uh, I think Kvitova takes her. I mean, we saw Haddad Maya beat her as a lefty with a serve 
in Colombia. And by the second set, even though she was more competitive, towards the end, she was netting balls that were going halfway up the net. I mean, she had nothing left in the tank. I think she's still building her fitness back up. So I think going up against an even bigger serving, even more talented left-handed player on still relatively quick conditions where the serve will play um, for clay, right? Caveat here. Fast clay is not the same as slow hard courts. They're still very different, right? I think that's what a lot of people confuse. Like, oh, Miami's super slow, so uh, it's basically clay. No, hold on a sec. <laughs> it's relevant that it's slow, but it's not basically clay. So even though it's quick, it's it's still not a hard court for Kvitova, but... Um, I think it does give her an edge. I think she cruises through this quarter. I think it even money, considering how, uh, you know, Sevastova had to miss Fed Cup for injury. Ostapenko can't win a match. Sorenko is met on clay. Siegmund has shown no form. Qualifier is a qualifier. Sybil Kova has been terrible. I mean, Kavitova should walk through this. I'm getting, pl I'm only getting plus 110 to win the quarter. Unless she gets hurt, who's beating her? Um, so I'm on that. And I'm on her 6-1 to one outright price because I think Halep with a long week is tough. Also, look at this 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 half of the draw. Every qualifier is in this half of the draw. Is yeah, they, this is really um, an unbalanced draw. You look at the quarters weird. that... How does that happen? Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, you look at the quarters that the top two, you know, the ones we just finished... Yeah. And they're just loaded with names. And then you see Kavitova's court, uh, quarter, and I'm with Jorge. I'm like, if, if, uh, barring injury, how does she if not Siegmund was through was, this? I, I don't even right. see her dropping a If Petra set, was even though playing Siegmund Petra in the first or second round, e, that might you know. be a little tougher. But I think three matches, you know, multiple matches in, as much as it might let Siegmund get her feet under her, I think she might be gassed by that time. And having to return Kavitova's, you know, heavy uh, balls... It's, it's going to be a tough match. I think she cruises to the semis. Um, I think that plus 110 hits. And I don't even think Sigmund's 100%. Which would be great. Yet. I would, I would love that. And I mean, like I said, for me, play. I'm going to have a unit on her. her to win the quarter and a unit on her to win outright. And if the quarter hits, which I expect it should, I'd have her at probably minus 125 there to win those two matches. Um, then I'm free rolling. <sighs> Right, but the she only just way missed Kvitova Fed doesn't win the quarter because she's not. So, um, I think that Kvitova the only one that poses a threat. Uh, to win yeah, the quarter, if she, she does, that yeah. would then basically free roll my six to one outright. Um, going forward, if she has to play Halp in the semis, I don't even have to hedge. So, uh, if she doesn't win the quarter, it's double whammy. But uh, I, I think this is a, a great proposition here. I think there's a Man, reason though. I was she's so 50 excited to, to take Siegmund at fifty to one. You guys ruined it. It's the, you're right. The form is really scary. It's you know you look through what what she's done lately, and there's not a lot to get excited about. But if she won this event in 2016, she's in her home country. Um, you know, if there was ever a time, you know what, you know what might be a, a bet again, for you then, Noobs, um, or here. I guess you don't um, have the market, but the to win the quarter. Because I don't, her fitness just doesn't seem to be able to hold up for five matches right now. But to win that third quarter, because Kvita is such a heavy favorite, she is at plus six hundred. Uh, plus six hundred. Yeah, 
No. Right. Just wait the match against Kvitova. And she's. I mean, she's going to be plus two fifty against Kvitova. Something dumb like she'll that. She'll be more than yeah. that. Right. That's what I mean. I might even get to take but, her three or four to one against Kvitova by, by by that point. I mean. So I, th- I think I'll just wait and maybe do that, or I will end up sprinkling a little on fifty to one because I'm a sucker and I love. Yeah, 50 I just, to yeah. Oh, well, you're, t- totally <laughs> you're talking to a guy who's taking his dancing every week, like <laughs> based on that concept. You know, <clears throat> I still love that damn ticket. You're telling me she doesn't have a right, point zero three thousand to one to win the French to win. I'm serious. I, I'm still on this. You're, you're the implied probability there's point zero three percent, one thirtieth. Or one thirty third of one percent. Hello, we're not talking about having to beat Nadal or Djokovic on clay. We're talking about the WTA, with Serena not you know hundred percent there to dominate. Zidancic can beat several players. She can win at least two or three matches. Anyway. No, I th- I, th- I think you're right about that. Um... Yeah, we'll, we'll see. It's, I like the Kvitova of a breakout. It's, you look at the other section here. We've got Halep, who's coming off a tough match at Fed Cup. We know her back and her general fitness as a result of not having a real offseason <laughs> tough this year. Um, nothing to say there. I'm just not going to talk about Kiki Burton's. I'm just, just let's skip over that. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts about Kiki Burton's, but I have none. We got Belinda you, Bencic down here, and I think that's why we see so much value. You know, Bencic. Yeah, no, I, I can't um, take that. Halep's the favorite at four to one. Like that's dumb. Uh, it's just dumb. I don't. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. Uh, Barrett is at twelve to one. Doesn't to one, treat which, me, honestly. I think she can beat Halep. I, uh, I think her game plays in, in Stuttgart. Uh, I might. I might take that, but I think Kvitova is is my bet for the bottom half. And then either Mertens or Contivate. I'm going to look in more into, uh, you know, some di- do a little bit more digging on that. But I would suggest one of those two in the top half and Kvitova in the bottom half. Awesome. All right. Anything else from an outright perspective, guys? You well, you can call me the chalkboard here. I'm going to try and rain on your parade a little bit. All right. Let's uh, do it. Burton's is still going off last year's success. She hasn't showed it this year. She's not the same player that that, that was, you know, made this surprising turnaround on hards. Um, I don't see, uh, barring health, how she beats Halep in their, both their current forms. Halep really seems to be. Um, back on form, not a believer in Benchik after the last tournament and how disappointed I was in her clay performance. Um, I, I think that this is Halep's quarter. I think that the the top half is where you see all the surprises, and I expect to see a Halep Kvitova uh, chalky draw on the bottom. That's interesting. I wonder if Halep makes it that far, but definitely yeah. not, not any prices to get excited about there. All right, I think that's you know just about it oh, from the outright perspective. I've got one. Um, let's jump into some qualifier to beat Benchich. I'm, I'm looking at, at some pricing here. Plus money, give it to Go me. Go for it. Give it to me right now. I, I love it. I'm in. I, I don't it. care. Do <laughs> qualifier. Well, who, who do you want? So who do you want? Hey, Vinny and I both had Freedsome for our VIP guys. He had plus four and a half. I had plus five games, and then we both had the money line at over plus three hundred. Uh, at, to beat Alexandrova, she won in straights. I would love Freedsome there because Freedsome would give me the most. Actually, I, she'd give us the most value, and she's in her home country and good on clay. The problem is she hasn't um, shown a lot of fitness. She's broken down late in matches, and she has to play three qualifying matches to get in. So I might retract that. But uh, other than her, give me 
you know, almost almost anyone in that spot is going to be huge plus money against a Benchich. I just don't trust. They may not win. You know, I get it, folks. This is this is how you know betting works. You're not looking for a 100% guaranteed, you know, take it to the bank winner. You're looking for someone who's going to win 50% of the time, where the implied probability only suggests they'll win 25% of the time, right? So, um, you know, someone. Like Anna Zaha, Sarah Saribas exactly. Tormo would, would really intrigue me. Um, a lot of the better players are actually out of the qualifying draw. Um, I guess I, I should I should track that back. I would not take Gato Montecone or, or Griezmann in. I uh, watched a fair amount in... Uh, Jorge, how much Tormo have you watched? Well, it's Clay, right? She's. I think she's better than... When I watch her, I can't believe she wins. She's she's like an Aro Barena. <laughs> They're she very, just, very she similar, doesn't get but... any depth on her ground strokes. But oh, at least Arborena like she's got decent hits spin too. I think spin, spin can be very ground strokes. It's very difficult to hammer oh. balls back. A lot of times, if you try and hit something with with decent that spin, must be you're gonna, it. You're gonna I, sail I'm... them, um, or you're gonna net them. Right, you've got to kind of push them back, and then she just moves you around, and waits for you to make a mistake. And so you either have to be able to hammer through them, which is very tough to do. It's it's a, a, a it's a skill, um, or you've got to you've got to force her into an error. And if you're playing, if you're in a battle of attrition where one of you makes an error, it's very rarely going to be her. Yeah, I, I mean, I I understand that she's good and she wins, but she's one of those players. If I bet on her, I can't watch the match. It just frustrates me. I'm like, can you hit the ball past the service line, please? Like, it looks like warm up the whole time. You know, I'm like, this is unbelievable that she wins, but she does. All right, I love that look going against Benchich in the first round. All right, spread. I have good yeah. news. Guess who's an underdog in the first round? Anastasia Savastova. I got on pink right already so. at plus 105, so plus I'm happy. Plus CLB, you got to be excited about that against someone who's hurt. On Panko? Oh, actually, no, you didn't get it. Oh, I thought you, you said Sebastopol yeah, was the dog. Yeah. Plus 110. Yeah. On Panko? Yeah, that's on Bet365. Bet oh, it. no, Sebastopol was opened as the dog, and now there's... Oh, God, that's huge closing line value. Never mind. Yeah, Sebastopol is minus 150 right now. So, yeah, if you got her at plus All right, I'm at the place one right now. Let's do it. I'm glad I talked to you into that. Let's jump in with Panko. The only thing I'm thinking is just the the Latvian thing. Um, she she. It doesn't even seem like effort's yeah. been an issue. It's just she starts spraying. It just seems more consistency than effort. But I'm gonna jump in and see what I can find here. You know, I'm looking for a line right now in that match. Yes or no? Will either player cry? I think I'm gonna take yes. Anything minus two hundred or cheaper. Um, yeah. I think there's a yeah good plus one twenty here on uh, on five dimes. Well, for Panko, I love it. Go yeah. for it. All right, I'll jump in. If uh, Panko wins, I'll give my cat some nice wet food this week. So, um, the match that I want to talk to you guys about that uh, I yeah. think is the one of the most intriguing matches here is Wang versus Shea. Where do you, how do you guys see that? I do not have a pick or a play for that, but it's very yeah i'm 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 going to pass on that one i think i'm going to head to the match number, below it and draw Mertens is like a minus 150 or minus 160 favorite uh i'm all be all over Mertens in that in that contest yeah how is she um, not like minus 350 
So you watched a little more Fed Cup than me. Did did Dasha uh, look Kasekina? okay at all in the Fed I don't Cup, think or she is played she Fed Cup, still man. not playing well at all? Huh? Because I know that yeah. the, the singles teams were primarily Pavs. Well, she was there in all the pictures. Maybe. Oh, boy, she's so bad that she's that just would be... the backup now. Let me check the the she time. Was there. I didn't watch I mean, she's in Russia, Russia right now. So early, right? Or wherever they're uh, playing. They're, they're even ahead of uh, European time. So, are they? Where are they? Yeah. World group. Yeah. Okay. Here it is. Uh, I don't have that up in, in front of me. I don't know. Yeah, rubber one, Potapova beats Trevisan. Rubber two, Pavlyuchenko beats, circle back beats to, Paulina. Pavlyuchenko beats uh, Trevisan. Fourth rubber canceled. Uh, they won the doubles as well. It was Pavlyuchenko, Potapova, Vikulyantseva, Lada Koval, and Dasha Kasakina. And Kasakina didn't play any of the four rubbers. So, yes. So now is that the coach's decision? So are they just watching her? They're just saying you're not good right now? They also chose Clay to play the Italians. I don't know why they did that. I mean, Paolini and Trevisan are only effective on Clay. So that's probably... And they chose to host on Clay. Maybe their players wanted to be on Clay because they were going to Clay tournaments this week. So they wanted to be on the surface. But I was surprised at that. And Potapova's best best service is Clay. Hmm. And I would guess, I don't know for sure, I don't have the numbers to back it up, but Kasekina's game seems to be most suited for Clay as well, if they were going to use her. Let me pull that up. But actually, spread no, back yeah, to, she's not to the that Wang great on match. Clay. I think I might actually um, play Wang and Parlay or something. Shade does really? not have really any good Clay clay performances. You would think with her game, it would be suited I, well. I Is think um, one thing to look or... at here too, guys. Garbina Muguruza on a travel fade against Azarenka. Um, she's way better on clay. Vika was not good on clay last year. Vika is not going to be dictating every point because Muguruza can hit. Uh, Muguruza is coming from Belgium as opposed to Australia. I think that that's a really sneaky play because the the line on that is about minus two and a half, minus three games, and that match may not even happen. I don't even. I I, I just don't understand. I can't see Azarenka playing. Uh, although I don't know if she took a wild card or if she's in as an alternate because there were a ton of withdrawals, and that's that could be highly dependent on whether she plays or not. Like if she took a wild card, it would be a real dick move to then withdraw. No, it was she got in as an alternate, right? Yeah, but she, she was. But at number four, at number forty-eight, she, she was not in the main draw. Well, she, she had entered. she had to get all the withdrawals I for mean, it to happen. She planned this. Um, so uh, if that's how she got in, I don't right. see. I can't even see her playing the match. Um, and if it was a wild card, she's definitely going to have to come and play. Yeah, it's not a wild card. Sorry. Yeah, it's a. So it, I, well, I already joined you on the yeah, money line. Um, she's in as an alternate, it, so. as number forty-eight in the world with her ranking. Yeah. Uh, she so yeah. uh, even still, I there's nothing wrong with placing the bet early on a on a on a travel fade, and if the player doesn't play, who cares? It's a void. But but play the strong lean, play the strong edge when you have it and right. you know worst case scenario it doesn't happen well worst case scenario somehow she wins which I, I can't see happening 
Um, but, you know, worst case scenario, she withdraws. You get your money back. Who cares? There was nothing lost. And you had a real good opportunity if it did go through to make some nice coins. So I think um, that's the play there. That's that's my my nice play for the first round. I'm on Penko. I'm surprised people aren't aware of how how Sevastova just had to retire, uh, miss Fed Cup for an injury and are still betting her. I mean, that's that tells you how bad Ostapenko's been. Yeah, like was she, was she down five five love or something? And, and she then, she pulled out of Miami. With, I, I mean, with I don't understand how I have negative CLV on this. This this actually pisses me yeah. off. Come on, people. I think it's off Ostapenko's yeah. form. Ostapenko couldn't even win at home. We know that she gets up for Fed Cup. We know that's where she's usually turned things around. But you know what? I mean, matches. I mean. Uh, she didn't look good at all. She was spraying, um, no consistency, and and the fact that she's chosen to go back to her mom as a coach at this point in her career. I she needs the just, ITF wake-up um, call that Jeannie had a year or two back. Just kind of hints. To, That's what she needs. To, that she, her career um, is going in the wrong direction. Yeah, but I don't know. She almost has the same issue with Jeannie. Whereas, I mean, still like, uh, yeah. I found a couple pictures. I mean, in Latvia, you know, they have. In the magazine, that's like the queen of tennis. You know, I mean, uh, she's still uh, that one French Open win's gonna. You know, she's you know Latvia. Yeah, I, I, life, I'm not. You know? uh, I, I, looking, I still you know, think that just with the injury, if they can get through a set, knock her off. Uh, it pays out. I mean, if if it ends up six one and Sevastova says I can't continue, I don't got a good. Right. I mean, just give me a set, even if she's up a set. There's the chance she wins the first set 7-6 against Ostapenko, and it's an hour and 15 minutes, and it was so taxing that she's like, I can't play another full set, maybe two, and retires up a set. It's rare, but it happens. Uh, and you still win, even though you're down a set. I mean, I, I just think that just the injury factor alone at plus money, you have to take Ostapenko here um, on the clay. I think you have to. Uh, but other than that, um, Siegmund is an intriguing thing. I, uh, I'm, I'm leaning towards sitting back and watching her seeing how she looks and then taking her second round as opposed to um, you know laying the juice now what's Barrett and Spread going to be against a player like Julia Gatto Montecone or or Greet Minin on clay holy it's got to be minus five and a half it has to be yeah, minus, minus six. six, minus six and a half. I wouldn't be surprised if she beat him two and three, though. I wouldn't be surprised if it covered. Five and a half um, or six. At there, least. There's going to be some interesting yeah, be uh, favorite spreads. Kerber over Vekic, I think, is worth a look. Mertens over Kasatkin yeah. is worth a look. Um, Pavlyuchenkova over Gurgis is certainly worth a look, even though it's home country for Gurgis, and I think she has had some success here. That has proven to me nothing since Auckland. Previous success at tournaments for her. So um, Pavlyuchenkova yeah. looked good at Fed Cup. She was on the clay. I believe Gurgis was on hard courts um, at Fed Cup, so I think that there's an edge for Pavlyuchenkova there. Um, Contivate Garcia is worth a look. There's a lot of things worth a look, um, and I have looked at a lot of them, and I'm still kind of uh, diving into some numbers. Uh, so I don't have any strong plays other than Muguruza for, for the listeners today, but certainly, you know, Take the tools that we've talked about and, and, and look into some of this on your own. You might come up with some 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 confident plays. Yeah, see, I figured yep, she plus money. I was hoping for plus 120, but anything plus, plus money is worth a play against there. Gorgeous. 
Yeah, you know, it's one of the things Jorge's talked a, a lot about, guys. Be sure that when you're handicapping matches these first couple rounds, really look at travel schedules. The Fed Cup is, is a real mess. Um, but any other matches for you spread here in, in the first <laughs> well, round? Well, I just want to ask Pavlyuchenkova, Clay numbers, how do they look? Let me pull that up. Her name takes about 20 minutes to type, so I'll, I'll get back to you. <laughs> look at that. that. Hooked on phonics really Nadia worked for you. Pavlyuchenkova. <laughs> It really did. All right, so I'm looking at eight and four. You know what? Honestly, for me, break of like 101 against an average rank of 80. Eh. The thing was, she won Strasbourg, beating Sybil Kova in three tiebreakers last year, and that that's going to pump up the numbers because you know Barty, not the best win, but that's the week before the French Open, Strasbourg, right? So um, a lot of players don't show up or aren't great at it. She made the quarters here last year. Uh, she beat Madison Keys. Yep. Uh, she beat Muguruza in the first set and then Muguruza retired uh, and then she lost in a tight three setter to Annette Contivate so she does have you know a, at least points to defend here and I and I think that with Gerges' form alone and a hold break of even over 100 with her ability to to hit with Gerges uh, I think that's worth a play at plus money I think this as mo more of a, a Gerges fade even than a Paviachenka backing Yeah, I like that angle. Gorgeous has they have pretty much similar um, clay numbers over the last year or so. So, plus one ten seems fine to me. I think the yeah the it, biggest it, uh, it, parlay. Oh, it's minus two ten now. Though at minus two ten, I think that should be like minus three fifty, minus four hundred. Yeah, last night uh, it was she was. Yeah, yeah it's it was one point six so when it opened. Onto us. And I thought that was yeah. a tad stupid. It was like minus one seven. And by a tad, I mean very very stupid. I'll end up. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, wrong. I think that's just the wrong. Anyone have any interest fade, in Beckett uh, over Kerber at plus one seventy eight? Yeah. Nope. Um, uh, I look at that. I've got six cents of CLV on my Muguruza bet. <laughs> yeah, at home. I got. Um, yeah, I got uh, six yeah, cents got on 10, the, I the, the spread on that one, and it went from one fifty to one sixty. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Minus two hundred. Hmm. <laughs> all right guys all right guys yeah so that'll be that's pretty good i think i'll end up putting mertens with with wang maybe and muguruza with i don't know maybe Siegmund. Or no there's a lot of good like stuff that, out there but, but people should dig through and, first and, uh, round any, any other matches we want to touch on before we wrap evaluate up? Uh, on their own i, I think, think just the strong leans are are mertens and muguruza well the plays the plays are mertens and muguruza for me Yeah, I love both of those. But all right, guys, thanks thanks for listening. You know, a lot we covered here. Be sure, like you said, check your Fed Cup travel. Um, you know, look for picks this week. Maybe spread will be posting this week. Maybe we'll get a freebie or two. Yeah, I'll be Jorge. back on this week. There you go. And um, I'll be doing my daily write-ups, of course. You can find them at deepdivemedia.co. And we'll be posting stuff all over Twitter. Be sure, if you like the podcast, give it a rating, give it a review. Um, helps us a lot, and we'd really appreciate it. So thanks for listening, and have a great week, everybody. Good luck in all your wagers.